بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين بإذن الله in today's episode we will get a glimpse into the lives of the brothers of Yusuf عليه السلام and what they thought about their brother what they thought about their father and the plan they came up with Allah جل وعلا says لقد كان في يوسف وإخوته آيات للسائلين Indeed, in the story of Yusuf and his brothers are many signs for those who ask. It is mentioned that whilst Rasulullah was in Mecca, the people of the book had sent some questions for him. Obviously in Mecca, there were no people of the book living there. It was Rasulullah as well as the Arabs of the time. So it's mentioned that a question was sent to Rasulullah asking him to tell a story, give us news about a story of a man who lost his son and this man became blind, etc., etc. So it's mentioned that here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to that, saying, indeed in this story are many signs for those who ask. Because remember, the ones who are asking or who sent the question were people of the book and they were also looking for the true messenger. So in this story, the story itself has many signs. The fact that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam came with the story in such detail also shows that he was a true Nabi, a true messenger from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of the scholars also mention that when it comes to this verse, the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that there are signs for those who ask. This encourages us to ask questions of benefit, questions that we will be able to learn from the answers being given to ask. Allah Jalla wa ala then says, speaking about the brothers of Yusuf alayhi salam, إِذْ قَالُوا لَيُوسُفُ وَأَخُوهُ أَحَبُّ إِلَىٰ أَبِيْنَا مِنَّا When they said, speaking amongst themselves, that indeed, taking an oath, Yusuf alayhi salam and his brother, his brother, Binyamin, they are more beloved to our father than us. وَنَحْنُ عُسْبَةِ Even though we are a group of young, strong Men, they then say, Inna abana mubin. Indeed, our father, when it comes to this matter, he is in clear misguidance. How can he give preference to a young boy and leave us on the side? We all know that Yaqub was a Nabi, a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as all messengers, all anbiya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has protected them from committing shirk and carrying out major sins. We also know that a Nabi, as a father, he is the best of fathers, he is a role model, he won't oppress any of his children. An interesting lesson that we can take from this verse when it comes to parenting, obviously we agree that Yaqub alayhi salam, he was a Nabi and the upbringing he gave his children was the best and most befitting of a Nabi. However, some of the children did not see it that way. They felt that they were being left out or they felt that they did not have as much attention. So what about when it comes to us, people who are not Anbiya, people who are not messengers and protected by revelation, 
When it comes to our children, we should look into ourselves and see are we giving them enough attention? Are we listening to them, giving them an ear, looking out for their needs? Sometimes, obviously, as in the story of Yaqub alayhi salam, the shortcoming is not from the side of the father, rather it's from the side of the child. But when it comes to us, we are not anbiya, so the shortcoming may also come from us as parents. So it's important for us to give our children that attention, to give them time and to listen to what they have to say. Look at the brothers of Yusuf alayhi salam. Obviously, as we mentioned, Yaqub alayhi salam here is not in the wrong by any means. He is right. The shortcoming is from the side of the brothers. But look at what this eventually causes them to think about and do. They speak amongst themselves and they plot. They say, Either kill Yusuf, kill him off, or put him in a faraway land. After Yusuf السلام, is gone, then your father, he basically his face will be for you, i.e. his attention will be all for you. There won't be any Yusuf to compete with. There won't be any Yusuf that will take our father's attention. It will be us only. And they say amongst themselves, And after we've basically gotten rid of Yusuf, we will then become pious people. In this verse, the scholars mention a lot when it comes to the benefits we derive. One of them being when it comes to intending a sin, wanting to carry out a sin, wanting to do something evil. A lot of times we feel that we'll do the sin and then we'll make tawbah. How do you know? Maybe you would pass away. Maybe you won't be living. Maybe you'll carry out the sin and you won't be able to make tawbah. Or maybe after you carry out the sin, you will have to go through so much difficulty and disgrace. Look at the brothers of Yusuf salam. They lied on more than one occasion and they had to go, as we will see later on in the story, they had to carry on going between Yusuf salam and coming back to their father, not knowing it was Yusuf. They were going as beggars, literally begging and asking for mercy and forgiveness. And the fact that they had made that mistake once in trying to get rid of Yusuf and betraying their father, this had an effect on them. And they suffered, and Allah knows best, but for many, many years until this was rectified. So when it comes to a person who wants to carry out a sin, you never know that this sin may cause you difficulty. And as the scholars mention, and so many ayat in the Quran prove this, that when a person does a good deed, good deeds become easier for him. And when a person carries out an evil deed, other evil deeds become easier for him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Also another very important benefit to take from this verse. Look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before mentioned how Yusuf alayhi salam was chosen. And he was given glad tidings. However, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees, there is no running away from it. The fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put Yusuf alayhi salam through this, through the fact that his brothers plotted against him, they tried to get rid of him, and the difficulties that come after that teaches us that we in our lives, sometimes we have to go through certain difficulties in order to attain goodness. Also from this verse, we see how Yusuf salam was loved by his father. He himself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, gave him glad tidings. He had status which was much greater than his brothers. And this was nothing from his own doing. 
He was not trying to be the best with his father or he was not trying to get all his attention, etc. Allah knows best. It was something that was given to him by Allah. And so many times we as people, even when it comes to school, when it comes to intelligence, we find that sometimes there are those who don't even try hard, they don't really study hard, they don't try their best, but they are loved by others, they still get the best of marks, they are still the most successful. Whereas you find others, on the other hand, they try their hardest and they study all the time, or they go out of their way in order to get in the good books of others, and this still doesn't happen. What they then do is they then sit amongst each other and plan. And the worst of plans is when these people who have not been given this treatment or this attention, they then plot amongst one another in order to get rid of the one who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted his virtue and his bounty over. This is a form of jealousy. We should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us all from jealousy. Allah jalla wa ala then mentions how one of the brothers speaks about this plan. Remember, they had planned either to kill Yusuf or put him in a far-off land so his father can forget about him and they can have his attention. One of them says, قَالَ قَائِلٌ مِّنْهُمْ لَا تَقْتُلُوا يُوسُفْ Don't kill Yusuf. وَأَلْقُوهُ فِي غَيَابَةِ الْجُبِّ Rather, throw him into a well. يَلْتَقِطْهُ بَعْضُ السَّيَّارَةِ إِن كُنْتُمْ فَاعِلِينَ so some of the travelers who are passing by, when they want to get their water, they will find him and they will take Yusuf with them in kuntum fa'ilin. This, you should do this if you are really planning to either kill him or throw him off in a far land, i.e. do not kill him. Rather, if you really want to do it, then do this. After the brothers agreed amongst themselves, they now had to go to their father. They now had to put this plan into action, so to say. So they go to the father and they say, قَالُوا يَا أَبَانَا Oh, our father, مَا لَكَ لَا تَأْمَنَّا عَلَى يُوسُفِ What's wrong? Why don't you trust us when it comes to Yusuf? وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَنَاصِحُونَ Indeed, we are his well-wishers. We only want goodness for him. Imagine just moments ago, they were planning and plotting how to kill Yusuf how to get rid of him, and now they are coming to their father. And also in front of his face, telling a blatant lie, saying that we are his well-wishers, we only want goodness for him. Send him with us. The word غدن here, a lot of the Arabic tafsirs don't really mention its meaning. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he speaks about this word in brief and he says that it could be from the word غدو as some of the scholars mention, which is a time early in the morning. Others in the English tafsir, they have translated it as being tomorrow. So the brothers were saying, send Yusuf with us tomorrow. Allah knows best, it could mean send Yusuf tomorrow or it could mean send him at this specific time early in the morning or it could mean both Allah knows best whoever has any knowledge when it comes to this or whoever finds somebody who's spoken about it whether it's in some of the tafasir or anywhere else I would be grateful if you could share this with me so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how the brothers addressing their father they say basically send Yusuf with us the word yarta' could have a few meanings. Either he will eat with us, or it could mean that he will enjoy 
we will have fun. Or it could mean that we will teach him how to herd animals, how to herd sheep, etc. Because he's young and as he's growing, he needs to learn these things. And he will play with us. And indeed, we will protect him. We are protectors for him. A very interesting piece of benefit to take from this verse. The fact that Yaqub is a Nabi and he has his children. His children are telling him that they want to go and play. They want to go and do something permissible. Apparently, that's what it seems. Yaqub doesn't tell them that no, you shouldn't go out, you shouldn't play. You shouldn't do anything that is permissible, so to say. Yaqub understands that they are young people. They need to go and play. They need to go out at times as long as they're not doing something haram. So apparently, they want to go and do something which is mubah, which is permissible to eat and enjoy and herd the animals, etc. And this teaches us as parents when it comes to our children, especially in the world we live in today, they will not always be able to be, you know, in a state of school, in a state of learning or in a state of madrasa, only learning Islamic knowledge or secular knowledge or university knowledge. They also need time to do that, which is permissible in terms of playing, going out, etc. As long as there is no harm or they are not doing something impermissible. Also, what's important is that we find time for our children. Many times as parents, we think that money can substitute time. So we give our children money and we give them all the resources thinking that this is a substitute for quality time and then our children, they get onto drugs or they develop bad habits or through bad company. So it's important for us to give them that time and to also allow them that breathing space. So this was a Nabi, Yaqub alayhi salam, allowing his children to go out and do that which was permissible. His fear was not the fact that there was something wrong when it came to the playing part of it. His fear was they wanted to trouble or they wanted to harm Yusuf. So Yaqub alayhi salam responds and he says, قَالَ إِنِّي أَن تَذْهَبُوا بِهِ Indeed, it saddens me that you will take him. You will go with Yusuf. And I fear that a wolf may eat him whilst you are unmindful. You know, you're doing your thing, you're playing, you're racing, whatever you may be doing. And you leave Yusuf and a wolf may come and eat him. So this was the fear of Yaqub salam. Some Mufassirin mention that it's as though he was hinting to them that he fears that they would harm Yusuf. So it's as though he was hinting and saying that they were the wolves and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. It's something that's been mentioned. The brothers then respond to the fear of their father. They say, If a wolf had to eat him, whilst we are a group of strong and young men, then indeed there's no goodness in us. We'll be the ones who lose. Look at how the father had an objection. He was keeping Yusuf close to him. And the brothers came. They had hitched a plan. They were trying to convince him, telling him that they are his well wishes and how they wanted goodness for Yusuf alayhi salam. And as we will see in the next episode, how Yaqub alayhi salam permitted Yusuf to go with them and how they get rid of Yusuf alayhi salam. What's important to mention that even though Yaqub alayhi salam was a Nabi, even though he feared for Yusuf, even though he feared when it came to the brothers, 
how they would plot against him, how they may harm him, he could not prevent the qadr and the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we see how he allowed Yusuf alayhi salam to go with him. Bi'ithnillah, in the next episode, we'll see what transpires when the brothers go out, what they end up doing, and how they return to their father. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all goodness and beneficial knowledge. Ameen. Remember, when reading these stories, yes, there is a lesson in the story, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that in these stories are many signs. Also, when we ponder over these verses and we ponder deeply, we are able to extract benefit. Bi'ithnillah, we will be able to apply in our day-to-day lives. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all beneficial knowledge. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.